Welcome to Leadership Revolution with your host and accomplished leader, Megan Scully Casillas. Get ready to conquer your fears and become an effective leader. Let's start the revolution. Have you ever felt exhausted, cynical, or as I like to call it, prickly, and either unmotivated or extremely maxed out at work like you just can't get ahead of your workload? It's a weird feeling of having absolutely no more Fs to give and constantly being anxious about not giving enough. So you're feeling icky at work, but you're not sure why? Before your burnout gets even worse, we need to talk about your boundaries. It is highly likely that you have either not established your workplace boundaries or you're not honoring them. In this week's episode, we're unpacking the importance of workplace boundaries. Yeah, you're not supposed to feel like that. You're not supposed to feel like a doormat. How to establish your workplace boundaries and how to maintain them. Hey leaders, I'm Megan Scully Casillas, and I'm excited to share with you about Brave Moon Podcast, the podcast production company that helped me create and produce my show. The founder of Brave Moon Podcast, Jamie Kennedy, is dedicated to helping professionals build successful podcasts remotely from home. With her expertise and support, I have been able to focus on creating great content while she handled all those technical details that I really don't want to get into. (laughs) Jamie is top-notch, and I highly recommend her to anyone looking to launch or improve their podcast. Use the link in my show notes, and be sure to mention Leadership Revolution during your discovery call to receive $200 off her podcast launch package. I honestly, I could not recommend her more. She has helped walk me through every step of the way, and really, this podcast would not be what it is without her. So check her out. Take advantage of the $200 off her podcast launch and uh, yeah, watch her work her magic, bringing your vision and your podcast to life. Before we drop into this week's episode, I want to thank you for joining me. If you're new here, welcome to Leadership Revolution. I'm so glad you're here. And if you're back for more from episode one, welcome back. After our first episode, I feel like I need to level with you all. Um, I wasn't prepared for the incredible feedback and support that I received with the launch of episode one. Firstly, you should know that in addition to being an executive director in my nine to five, I'm also a full-time member of a happy and thriving family with a hubby and two beautifully strong-willed daughters and a very protective pup named Humphrey. I share this with you for two reasons. The first is that you will likely hear the circus in the background from time to time. This podcast is meant to be a reflection of real life experiences. And frankly, that includes this podcast. We're doing our best to keep the sound crisp and clean, but this is my reality. I'm balancing this passion project of mine with real life. And sometimes those two things overlap as there's Humphrey now saying hello. (laughs) The second reason why I share this is because after episode one launched, I received an overwhelming number of requests to make this podcast a weekly drop. At least 10 people asked me within 24 hours of my first episode dropping. And I can't tell you how excited I am about this feedback and how thankful I am that you feel strongly about this content too. 
in my opinion, there really isn't another project that I can think of that is more worthy of the investment that it takes to produce this podcast and to produce it on a weekly basis. So starting next week, you will have the opportunity to listen to Leadership Revolution every single week. Hey. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. The only way I can make that happen is to continue to invest in the people and the services who are helping me make this happen. So I started a Patreon to help support the team behind the scenes who are helping me bring Leadership Revolution to you. If you would like to support the podcast, I invite you to subscribe. The link is in the show notes. Each month, subscribers will receive two bonus episodes, which will make it a weekly podcast for you. These two exclusive bonus episodes will be longer than our regular episodes, and they'll feature leadership experts and thought leaders diving deep into important topics related to workplace leadership. But I will also have a one-on-one -on -one episode each month helping listeners like you navigate certain workplace challenges. And I, we've already started recording these episodes and they are so much fun. And I just, I'm... <laughs> I'm really enjoying creating this content for you, and it makes me so happy that you're enjoying listening to it and that you want more. So for a low monthly cost, you'll not only be investing in the growth of this podcast, improving the quality of expert guests and content, but you will also be investing in your future as a visionary leader in your industry. Each membership tier is eligible for the bonus weekly content, but you get to decide how much you contribute each month. So just know at any subscription level, you will be getting weekly episodes of Leadership Revolution and some really cool content comes with that. And regardless if you choose to join or not, thank you for listening. I'm really thankful that you're here. And finally, a friendly reminder, all views expressed here are my own and never a reflection of my current employer and probably not of my previous employers either. <laughs> Um, the content provided on Leadership Revolution is for educational purposes only, and it's not legal advice. If you believe you are working in a hostile work environment or being discriminated against, please reach out to your human resources representatives or seek legal counsel. All right, let's get into it. last episode was a really vulnerable launch for me. Um, I hadn't really shared the stories in episode one with anyone outside of my immediate circle of support before. So it was a little scary to share those stories. And while I'm so thankful that I put it out there, because I think we should be talking about these struggles in the workplace a whole lot more, I am thankful that I was able to share some experiences that I'm sure I'm not alone in experiencing, but I'm really relieved that it's out of the way. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. As this podcast continues to progress, I know I'm going to be sharing even more personal stories that relate to leadership in my own career, and I am happy to do that. Those stories I experienced in my career were so hard to experience, so to speak about them with you or to folks who I worked with at those organizations or to folks who I work with now, it just, it's not easy. Um, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it, right? We should be having these hard conversations. We should be sharing these things. That's how we fix the stickiness of the workplace. That's how we fix the toxicity in corporate America is by talking to each other. It's really important to me that I show up authentically with you in this podcast and to continue to speak vulnerably about my experiences so that I can help people like you do the same. 
Transparency is one of my core values, and it's something I believe that every leader should show up with in the workplace. And if you haven't listened to episode one, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. If you want to know all of the corporate tea that I spill, there are a couple of stories in there. Um, I also share a bit about who I am, the core values that inform my leadership style every day, and what you can expect from this podcast as it progresses. So go back and take a listen, and I'll add a link to it in our show notes. I think one of the ways I'm able to look back now and recognize why those experiences felt so gross is because today I'm very clear on my boundaries. Being clear on what my boundaries are, it helps me put words to my needs. It helps me identify what needs are not being honored. And it helps me identify behaviors that go against what I expect for engagement in the workplace and what I expect for collaboration. So that when I do have to address poor behavior, I'm not searching for why the behavior sucks. I already know why it sucks. I already know why because I know what boundary is being crossed. So this week's episode is going to set a strong foundation for the rest of our future episodes. Without setting this foundation, you won't be able to establish strong habits that will support navigating the workplace and the leadership revolution that we're starting together. Setting this foundation is one of the most important conversations we will have, and I know we will continue to visit this topic as we continue this journey. Because while boundaries are the most important thing to maintain, establish, honor, and protect, they get clouded along the way. They are often the most easily forgotten. Boundaries are easily clouded by perfectionism. They get clouded by toxicity. They get clouded by wanting to make things quote-unquote right which is often done by avoiding those sticky conversations that come with honoring, speaking up for, and protecting your boundaries. So let's dig in. (laughs) To start, I want to make sure that you and I are aligned on what I mean when I talk about boundaries in the workplace. When I speak about boundaries, I'm referring to the framework or the limits that we establish for ourselves in order to help us maintain our physical, emotional, and mental health. This framework serves as your own quote-unquote terms of engagement, if you will, within the workplace. It also informs things like, I don't know, how many hours you are willing to work above and beyond those expected of you, how far outside of your job description you're willing to go, and even how you engage with your colleagues. How inclined are you to go to the after work happy hours? How inclined are you to share the nuanced and often challenging balance of being a working parent? Boundaries even help you understand the baseline level of emotional impact from being in the workplace that you are willing to endure. Essentially, boundaries give you a clear sense of what is and is not acceptable for you in the workplace. Beyond the clarity around what a respectful work environment feels like to you, boundaries at work are important for a number of less obvious reasons. But I want to talk about one very specific reason, and I know... You've heard this buzzword a lot over the last few years, and that word is burnout. First, you should know that burnout and stress are not the same thing. Many people try to address burnout as they would address stress, only to find temporary relief. Forbes wrote an article, and this is what they shared. Quote, Gallup, which is a global analytics and advice firm that helps leaders organize and solve their most pressing problems. Uh, Gallup lists the primary cause of burnout at work as unfair treatment, an unmanageable workload, lack of role clarity, and lack of communication and support from their manager. Gallup's data suggest that the quality of a manager sets a foundation for all other causes. Managers are advocates for their team members, addressing unfairness, helping manage priorities, and clarifying expectations. 
In most cases of burnout, Gallup found that a good manager was missing, unquote. So it's good that you're here because we know that you aren't going to be a good manager gone missing, right? No, you are here to ensure that you have the tools and the skills you need to advocate for your team members. There are so many appalling statistics about workplace burnout that I found while I was researching this episode, but here are some that stood out to me as a manager of people. Over 38% of employees are burnt out. If you work with two other people, the chances are that one of you is experiencing burnout. That is a crazy stat. (laughs) Entry-level talent is experiencing burnout, the worst of all of us. In fact, 18 to 24-year-olds are experiencing the highest rate at 47% of young workers experiencing burnout. That's almost half of all 18 to 24-year-olds. And this sadly doesn't surprise me at all. The truth is that if you're like me, you learned what a bad manager was by having one. When you start off in your career, you're told ridiculous things like, quote unquote, pay your dues and you'll rest when you're dead. I deeply wish that I'd had a good leader early in my career who could help me understand the importance of workplace boundaries. I didn't have that until I was well into my 30s, almost 35 actually. And I know that I'm not alone in being one of those three 18 to 24 year olds that experienced burnout right out of college. Can you think back about when you first experienced a leader in the workplace who advocated for your boundaries? Have you even experienced it yet? I feel like leaders who do this are few and far between, unfortunately. If you are an entry-level employee, I'm so glad you're here because part of why I'm here doing this podcast is to remind you that you can and absolutely should advocate for yourself when it comes to boundaries. You can help leaders see how important those boundaries are. And most important, understanding and advocating for workplace boundaries will set you up as a successful leader in the workplace. Because once you know how to advocate for your own boundaries, not just advocate for them, but establish them and maintain and honor them, you can help other people do that too. And when you are a leader of people, you'll be able to advocate for your team so that their boundaries are met and honored. And finally, one more shot. And finally, one more stat to share with you. People who are not burnt out feel 217% more supported by their supervisors. Again, people who are not burnt out feel 217% more supported by their supervisors. That is wild to me, but I believe it. I once came into a leadership role for a team who was suffering severely from burnout and toxic work environment, workplace PTSD for sure. And I've seen firsthand how advocating for your team's psychological safety, advocacy, and engagement shifted everything immensely from workplace morale to workplace productivity. Those two things go hand in hand. And you impact those two things by ensuring that you're really clear on your boundaries and the boundaries that you expect for your team. I share all this to say that as an employee, being clear on your boundaries is the most proactive way to prevent burnout for yourself. When you set boundaries around things like acceptable workload and acceptable amount of hours worked, you put a built-in failsafe against overworking. Now I know you might be thinking... I don't have a choice in my workplace. I have to work until the work is done. Um, And I know you're thinking that because I've thought that. (laughs) But what you need to understand is that this mentality is a huge indicator of patriarchal, capitalist, brainwashing bullshit at its finest. 
Sorry, friend. But honestly, have you ever heard of a job that one day just, I don't know, just didn't have work for you to do? Unless a company is laying people off or going out of business, there is always going to be work to be done. The work never stops. (laughs) That is the nature of work. So to think that working until the job is done is completely unrealistic. I know that there are some of you out there who are thinking, well, I'm the only person on my team who can do my job. And I have to tell you, you're a perfectionist people pleaser is showing. (laughs) And how do I know that? Because this is actually something with I struggle myself. And it has taken years of self-awareness and dedication to actively shifting my natural tendencies to push past this and find a new way of being in the workplace. It has been an intentional shift of mine and I still have to correct it. One thing that helped me early on with these tendencies is to remind myself and something I teach every employee with these same tendencies is to remind yourself that even if you were the only person on this planet who could do your job, you still need to find ways to establish and maintain your boundaries. Because if you aren't functioning physically and mentally because you're overloaded with work that you're putting on yourself, then you aren't performing at your best. And it's as simple as that. You have to remember that your boundaries are your physical, emotional, and mental safety net to protect yourself and help you operate at your highest level. If you are a manager of other humans and you have an expectation like this of your team that they work until the work is done, it's really time to wake up. (laughs) This is where prioritization is really important because again, the work is never going to be done. And so Coupling boundaries with prioritization and one informs the other can help make sure that you're not just grinding your team into the ground. And actually having clear boundaries really helps with prioritization because it helps you focus on the tasks that really matter. This is a topic that we'll dive into in future episodes because it's super important. And if you manage people or you plan to manage people in the future, you need to understand this. And I repeat, just... Just to make sure we're all on the same page, that setting clear boundaries will help prioritize workload effectively for every employee involved. In an ideal world, setting boundaries also creates a more respectful and productive relationship with our colleagues. Now, you're probably here because, like me, you have worked in professional settings where this wasn't the case. In my experience, having clear communication boundaries makes addressing poor behavior much easier. Not that the conversation itself is easier, but you're already clear and equipped to communicate what was done wrong, why it was wrong, and what you expect moving forward, which can make you feel much more prepared for that uncomfortable conversation. So how do you establish and maintain boundaries in the workplace? Uh, Well, first you have to get clear on what your boundaries actually are. For some, this can be really difficult. It can be difficult because the power dynamic between the employee and the organization is out of balance. But I really believe that we are on the cusp of rebalancing those scales. And you are here because you recognize that you have that power. And you're probably working to figure out how to use your job to work for you versus drowning in an organization that would replace you in a heartbeat. If you aren't clear on your boundaries... I want you to take some time after this podcast to identify what they are. I want you to think about how you want to feel at work, how you want your days to be structured, and the types of people you want to spend your time with. I want you to be as detailed as possible. And when you're done, you'll find themes there. 
Okay, I'm going to share some of my workplace boundaries with you. I have gotten pretty good at figuring out what my boundaries are. And so I have a lot of them, but I'm going to send, I'm going to share just a few of them with you because I don't want to take too much time on this, but this might help get you started. Okay. Um, the first one is I'm unwilling to overwork. I also have this boundary for my team because where I work, we help change lives, but we don't save them. And I lead by example by not working excessive hours. I do work outside of standard work hours because I am a mom of two young girls and therefore have things like school pickup duties, for example. But with that, for the most part, I don't reach out to my team outside of work hours. I wait to send emails until normal business hours, or if I am sending emails um, outside of business hours, I will include a line recognizing that I'm doing so and that I absolutely don't expect a response until the recipient's schedule allows. This effort is a great kindness to the people pleasers on my team because they are immediately taken off the hook to stop what they're doing and respond to me. People managers, I have a question for you. Have you considered how you manage to get your work done and still make space for your team to have some work-life balance? If you haven't considered this, take this as your sign to look at that. If you need some ideas about how to do this, one easy tip is that many email systems have a send later or scheduling function. This allows you to write those emails whenever you want or need to, and then schedule them to send during business hours. Another boundary is that for the most part, I don't work when I'm using my PTO. Now I am an executive level employee at my organization. So there are situations where I've had to show up when I was on vacation. However, I make sure that this is an exception to the rule, and I have yet to have a reason to require or expect this of anyone on my team. If you have the expectation of your team that they will always be available, I want you to really think about why that is and consider truthfully if that's necessary. Even first responders get some time to unplug. And then um, another boundary that I have is that I don't really engage with my coworkers outside of work hours. Don't get me wrong. I think my colleagues are lovely and I share a fair amount of my life with them, mainly because I want to normalize the balance that comes with being a parent of school-aged children and also being an executive leader. Yes, you can have both. (laughs) Some days are a little bit um, more wild than others, but my time is precious and my family will always come first. So I go home at the end of the day and real talk. I also could not care any less about office politics. If going out for drinks after work will somehow bolster my role in a company, that's not the company I want to work for. Getting in with the cool club or let's call it for the patriarchal name that it has always been the boys club will never be a priority for me. But what about team bonding? You ask? Well, I will say that I prioritize team bonding and Bonding during the workday versus after hours. If it has to do with work, it should be handled during work hours. And my final example is that I expect collaborative and respectful communication between the members of my team and our cross-functional partners. They don't have to be best friends and they don't even have to like each other, but they do have to be respectful of each other. I have proactively shut conversations down where cross-functional colleagues were being extremely rude and unprofessional towards members of my team. And I have also addressed similar interactions between members of my team. It's not easy, but it is a hard boundary and I do expect others to honor it. 
Okay, so once you know what your boundaries are, you have to feel comfortable maintaining them. And a lot of times, (laughs) folks don't. So first things first, um, you have to be realistic. If I were to set a boundary that was a hard line in the sand regarding not being available for work communications outside of work hours, I wouldn't be successful in my position. Part of being an executive leader is that there are times when I need to be available to my team and also to my boss. I prioritize the psychological safety of my team. And part of that has always been that I'm available within reason. For me, within reason for my team is based on their needs. Um, And I have worked to ensure that my team knows that I don't expect them to be working or to be available 24-7 or to work outside of standard business hours. Because of that boundary, they rarely reach out to me outside of business hours. So protecting their time also protects my time. The other tip that is helpful in maintaining workplace boundaries is to communicate them with your stakeholders. I think this ultimately is where like the difficulty comes in is when we have to actually speak those boundaries out loud. I know this can be intimidating or even scary, especially if you work for a bad manager or as my husband likes to say, a shitty manager, but communication establishes expectations. Stickiness comes from a misalignment of expectations. So proactively communicating your boundaries is not only a kindness, but by aligning expectations, you are hopefully less likely to experience the conflict of misalignment. And these conversations don't have to be overly complicated. It can be as simple as like letting your stakeholders know that you aren't available to work after hours or that you need a certain amount of time to complete a project. And if you have a boss who you just can't establish work-life balance boundary with because they're toxic, power-hungry, cancer to all things healthy in the workplace. And to be clear, this behavior is inappropriate no matter how prevalent it is in the company. Then we should chat because you deserve better and we can find ways to get you what you need or at least get you closer to what you need. So reach out to me at leadershiprevolution at megansc.com. Again, that's leadershiprevolution, all one word, at megansc.com. All right, tip number three, look, you teach people how to treat you. If you're wishy-washy with your boundaries, your boss and your colleagues, they're going to test them. (laughs) When you set a boundary, you have to be willing to stick with it. Don't make an exception unless absolutely necessary because that sends a mixed message and it undermines the effectiveness of your boundaries. If the time comes when you have to make an exception, it is well within your right to communicate your boundary and explain in the future that you expect the boundary to be honored. And in fact, I encourage and for the most part require my team when an exception is made to communicate that to our stakeholders. And if they don't feel comfortable communicating that, then I do. Because part of my job as a manager of humans is to advocate for my team members. And one in, one uh, final tip that is often underlooked and, in my opinion, extremely underrated um, and rarely associated with maintaining boundaries is prioritizing self-care. You know, when you're really stressed out, it gets harder and harder to do the things that you know will help you take those steps towards your goals. It's the same thing for honoring your boundaries. If you are tired, hungry, stressed, etc., it's so much harder to advocate for yourself. More and more research shows us that our body's health is a direct reflection of our mental health. 
So make sure you're staying hydrated. They are eating foods that are good for your body and good for your soul. This means veggies and the cookie. Thank you. Um, that you're getting enough sleep, that you have time to do the things that honor the version of you that is independent of work. And if this is difficult for you, please know that this last tip is just as much a reminder for you as it is for me. I struggle with this one too. So there you have it. It's simple, right? (laughs) Well, it may be simple, but it's not always easy to identify, communicate, and honor your boundaries. But that's why I'm here, making Leadership Revolution, to help make the difficult efforts more palpable. And please know that I'm here for you every single step of the way. Reach out to me. Let's discuss this. I love helping folks feel and recognize the power that they have in the workplace. It really gives me joy and fulfillment like very few other things have done in my life. Okay, uh, so before I wrap this episode up, just as I did with the last episode, I'd like to leave you with a little something something to take into the next week between now and our next episode. Um, Setting and maintaining boundaries isn't the easiest thing to do as we've discussed throughout this episode. So if it helps, here's a little tip. Try setting boundaries with low stake opportunities. In this case, the boundary can be a simple yes or no. You are saying yes to yourself by politely saying no to the thing that you don't want for you. For example, your coworker asks you to meet them for happy hour drinks, but you want to go home and binge the newest season of Love is Blind. I want you to practice saying yes to yourself by saying no to happy hour drinks. And you don't even have to tell them why you're saying no. You can just say, sorry, I'm not available. I'll catch you next time. Super simple. Not always easy, but simple. Uh, Let's say a colleague asks you to teach a workshop on social media tips on a Saturday morning, but you'd rather go on a hike with your roommate. It's okay to say no to the colleague. Who are you going to say yes to? Say yes to yourself. And again, you can simply say, no, I'm not available, but maybe next time. It's that simple. You don't even have to give a reason for why you're saying no. And finally, a big, big thank you to Brave Moon Podcast for producing Leadership Revolution. This wouldn't be happening without their podcast producing magic. And I'm just so thankful for their help. All right, I'll see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Leadership Revolution. Your time is valuable. And I recognize that the content that I provide you with needs to be valuable and entertaining. If you found this episode to be helpful, it would mean the world to me if you would share your thoughts by leaving a review. Your feedback helps me improve and it helps other leaders who are ready to start a leadership revolution find the show. I can't thank you enough for your continued support.